Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing, guys? All right. Remember, hey, follow me on social media, right? So Instagram at at lisa.edwards, Facebook at Exclusive Career Coaching, follow me on LinkedIn, find me L-E-S-A, Edwards, and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Guys, I'm putting out great content for you every week. Hook me up. Remember, I have free webinars every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and this month we are talking about all things resume. In fact, today's topic is about resumes, too, so uh, take a listen. You'll, You'll like the webinars a lot. We have a lot of fun. Today we're talking about it's not your resume, it's you, and I want to start with a disclaimer. The fact is it may very well be your resume, but I wanted to kind of break down how I know if it's a client's resume or what clues I have that it's a client's resume before I ever see it, right? So presumably you think you have a great resume or maybe you know that you don't or you think you don't, but this is a way to really look at it and and it assumes that you have been job searching, right? So we're looking at this from the perspective of what's happening in my job search. So, and when I have consults with clients, one of the things as I go through my, my consult process, one of the things that I ask them is if they have been job searching yet or if they're at the starting blocks. And if they have been job searching, I want to get three metrics from them. I want to know how many applications have you put in over what period of time. I want to know how many interviews and with distinct different companies have you had from those applications And then I want to know how many job offers have been generated by those interviews. And this information is going to kind of tell me, give me really a lot of insight into where the problem might be for that client. So the conversion metrics that I like to use that I think are a good rule of thumb, keep in mind this is going to vary widely on your field, your industry, um, you know, your personal record, you know, do you have things that might make it more difficult for you to get a job, like lots of gaps in employment or short duration of jobs. But as a general rule of thumb, here are the conversion metrics that I want to see. For every 100 applications that you send in, we should see 10 interviews with 10 different companies. So if you've had seven interviews with the same company. That's not seven interviews for this purpose. That's one company with one interview. And then 10 interviews with 10 different companies should yield one job offer. Doesn't mean it's a job offer that you want to take, but it is a job offer. So I want to kind of give you a couple of scenarios, and these are representative of various clients, no no client in particular, but various clients that I've worked with. Number one, we're going to call her Sally. And Sally tells me that she has put out 200 applications and had two job interviews and no job offers. So here's what I know about Sally. I have a pretty good idea without yet seeing her resume that her um, problem is is either going to be her resume or the the positions that she's applying for, or it's probably in her case, a combination of both because she's not you know, if I had 200 applications, I would expect her to have had somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 job interviews with 20 different companies. She's only had two. So a couple of things that I know, um, you know, she's she's not attracting the employers. They're not interested in her. 
So what does her resume look like? Does her resume represent her? Is her resume targeted? Is her resume results oriented? Is her resume branded? I also suspect because she's applied to so many jobs. And if she tells me, you know, I've applied to 200 jobs in the last three months, that's really heavy activity. And the chances are that nobody's going to see 200 jobs that they're actually fully interested in and fully qualified for in that shorter period of time. So what I'm going to suspect about Sally is that she's throwing her resume out there to anything that will move and hope that something will stick. So there's no discrimination. There's no strategy there. And all that it's yielding is a lot of busy work on her part with results that are frustrating. All right, candidate number two, we're going to call him Jim. Jim has applied to 50 jobs. He's had 20 interviews with 20 different companies and had no job offers. So in this scenario, Jim is getting a pretty good return on his applications, So he, but he's not converting those, those into the interviews into job offers. So I'm going to take a look at Jim's resume, but I'm not going to be as concerned about his resume. I'm more concerned with what's going on in the interview and then what's going on in the follow-up after the interview that is not working for him. So my conversion metrics with him, if we've had 50 applications... I should see, you know, about five job interviews. And then out of five interviews, maybe not yet to a job offer, but we should be working towards a job offer. So the fact that we've had 20 interviews, no job offers, that's not that's not good. I'm going to ask Jim, of those 20 companies that he interviewed with, did he have second or third interviews with any of them? What kind of feedback did he get? What were the experiences like? What were... You know, how did they receive him? I'm going to really dig down to figure out what's going on there. My suspicion is that Jim is going to need some interview coaching, and then we need to talk about interview follow-up. Candidate number three, we're going to call her Beth. Beth tells me that she's been job searching for six months, and she's had she's put in six applications and had one interview, and she was offered a job for that interview. It was just a, a job she had absolutely no interest in. It was commission only. And she interviewed just for practice. And put a pin in that. I want to talk about interviewing for practice. Um, but here's the thing. Beth hasn't been job searching. She can tell me that she's been job searching for six months. She's been playing at job searching for six months. And in this scenario, I really want to look at Beth's resume and I want to look at all of it because I don't have enough data here to know what's really going on. But what I suspect with Beth is that she's going to need heavy duty job search coaching to include a lot of work around her beliefs. We need to look at what does she believe about herself? What does she believe about the job market? What does she believe about her self as a candidate and as a person? Beth is probably believing that there are no jobs out there and that she isn't a viable candidate for the positions. You know, there's too much competition. She doesn't have fill in the blank. She doesn't have the master's degree. She doesn't have the bachelor's degree. She doesn't have the PMP certification. She's not a, you know, a, a whatever. Or that she is two. You know, two shows up in a lot of places in our in our career and in our beliefs about ourselves. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too, you know, whatever. And so she is letting these beliefs dictate the fact that she's not really engaged in a job search. Whenever I have a client whose job search is stalled like that, 
I know we have to begin with their thoughts because I teach them all of the skills to execute a job search and they're off to the races. And then if they don't stay off to the races, then we have to go back to that, that belief work. If we're not doing that, then every effort that they make, if they make any effort at all towards their job search, is kind of coming up against, kind of butting heads with their beliefs about themselves, their beliefs about their, themselves as a job candidate, their beliefs about the job market. And I know that that doesn't work. We have to start with the thoughts and clean up that belief system so that they can show up as 100% confident in themselves. How can you possibly expect to convince an employer that you're the ideal candidate if you yourself don't believe that? And, and the problem is that you don't even get to that point of the interview because you aren't doing the things that yield interviews. And I said I wanted to put a pin on the interviewing for practice thing. And I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but that makes me cringe. It's cringeworthy. Please don't interview just for practice with a company. If you have some degree of interest and you're curious, you think it's a possibility, sure, have the interview, even if it's a very slim chance. But if you are going into that interview solely for practice, that can come back to bite you in the butt. And here's why. It's a small world, right? And you're wasting time. You're wasting your time and you're wasting that interviewer's time. And it may not, you may not think that you're wasting your own time, but I promise you that you are. That is not a good use of your time. And it will, it may uh, kind of burn that bridge with that particular company. So if something came along that you would be interested in down the road, they probably wouldn't consider you because you, you know, just blew them off after the interview. There are better ways to get that practice, most specifically by working with someone like me as an interview coach to go through that practice. And here's the thing, you're going to get better, a lot better, a lot quicker by going through this process with an interview coach who will give you specific feedback. That interviewer isn't going to give you any feedback. So you're going to be left knowing, okay, I probably need to work on this or I don't like the way I answered that, but you may not know how to approach the resolution of the areas that you struggled in. You may not know what areas you struggled in. You may not have a good sense of how you did. And an interview coach like me is going to tell you point blank, here's where we need to work on it and will allow you to continue to practice until you get better. Your confidence will go up through the roof much quicker working with an interview coach than it will going out there and practice interviewing with people who have better things to do. So that's my little soapbox on practice interviewing. So take a look at your own situation and look at if you are actively job searching, how many applications have you put out there? How many interviews have you gotten from those with how many different companies and how many job offers have you got? And kind of see if you can maybe diagnose for yourself where the problem might be. Clients often come to me thinking that it's automatically the resume or it's automatically their interviewing skills. And I don't know that that's true until I get those metrics from him and can get a little bit more details, right? So see if you can do that. And of course, that's something that we're going to talk about in the consult if you choose to do the 45-minute complimentary consult with me. I hope this has been helpful and uh, I'll talk to you next week, guys. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.